0: Welcome to the English Montreal School Board Podcast, where you'll hear from the people within the EMSB community and beyond. beyond. People with some inspiring stories. And people who work very hard to make this board, the EMSB, the choice of thousands of families. On this edition of the EMSB podcast, we talk public speaking and the public speaking contest winners are with us. We'll speak about some of the benefits of public speaking and all about the contest with Ann Beamish, consultant for Secondary English Language Arts. And the winners, some of them at least, Hala Tahara's is with us. She's from SEC5 at Lauren Hill. SEC1 at Vincent Massey, Stefano Venditoli, and Matthew Luong from SEC2 at Laurier McDonald. Hi, guys.
1: Hi. Hi.
0: And we'll start with you. Give us a bit of an overview, an overlay of the EMSP Public Speaking Contest.
2: Absolutely. So the English Montreal School Board's public speaking competition goes way, way back, all the way back to the 1930s, in fact. So it's a longstanding tradition at the English Montreal School Board. And for the past two years, we've been doing virtual events. Uh, They've always been live events in the past, but we've gone virtual for the past two years. And the students, the winners this year, they had their second year of doing this this whole thing online. Um, we have competition, uh, so competitions within the schools. Each class does their own public speaking competition. Uh, everybody presents, they select winners. The winners go on to a, fi- a semifinal in the school. And then the school sends us their finalists to the, to the EMSB public speaking finals. Um, we did it this year uh, from April 26th to the 28th online. And uh, for the past two years, I've done something a little bit different. So. What we do is cycle one, so that's secondary one and two, they do narrative-based speeches. So a speech with a message based on a story that has some sort of story element to it. And that's to make a connection between the storytelling that happens at the elementary level and cycle one secondary. So it makes that nice little connection. And it is really in line with our Quebec education program. And in cycle two, they do persuasive speeches on a, a topic of social or political importance. Now this year and last year, we did this something very similar last year, but this year I gave them a quotation to think about, to be inspired by. And, um, I I, take my inspiration from all over, but this year I gave them the quotation from Martin Luther King Jr., which is, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about the things that matter. Now, both the uh, cycle one and the cycle two students had this little bit of a challenge to incorporate that idea into into their speeches. So the speeches that we heard really incorporated the actual quotation in some cases, and in other cases, they really, really incorporated that idea of, you know, speaking up about things that are important, which is one of the reasons why we do public speaking. It's to give
1: the kids a voice.
0: Stefano, uh, the first time you saw the quote to work with, uh, what did what, what did you think?
1: I thought that, um, well, when I read the quote first, I thought to myself, you know, I have to think of something outside the box because with the quote coming, I knew everybody was going to do something about bullying or re- racial inequality. So I thought to myself, what can I do that can incorporate this quote, but thinking outside the box. And then it came to me, domestic violence. And, you know, you might think, why domestic violence? Well, in my story, I used it that a kid uh, and his mother have been getting abused by the father for many, many years. And that day he spoke up about it. And he ended up going to the police about his father because he couldn't handle it anymore. So, you know... I thought that if I thought with this um, topic, it's it's the actual meaning. If you stay silent about domestic violence, your life could end. Literally, I thought that would be a nice play on the um, on the quote. What's the
0: first step you go through when putting together a public speech?
1: Well, uh, the first step I went through was um, I was thinking to myself, "What can I do? What can I do?" And uh, I just thought, you know might as well do something outside of the box. And I just, I was brainstorming ideas and I was saying, you know, it's either I like try to just get a good mark and that's it, or I try actually winning this thing. And that's that's where uh, I came from. And uh, that's how I uh, pre- uh, proceeded with, the, um, with my idea.
0: Okay, I'll get back to you in a second. I have so many great questions uh, for you. Matthew, uh, you know, sort of the same question for you. When you saw that quote. That quote. What
3: was the first thing you well, thought of? The first thing I thought of that quote was all those videos on social media and YouTube on how to get something incredible done very easily. I find it ridiculous. I tried many of those things myself. And there's many people, if something as easy as getting a six pack or planting your own garden is so easy, then how come not everyone is doing it? Because it doesn't work. I find it so frustrating and sad that people lie to each other about doing things easily in five minutes every day and creating something incredible when it takes more time and effort than that. And it is a shame that someone who has to, who could fall into these traps becomes entrenched in an ever ending cycle of not, of thinking they could get away with accomplishing something without putting in the work. And it's a very niche issue you know, people call it clickbait, whatever, but people, they get the most clicks and yet it gets no attention. So people are, at the end of the day, wasting their time on these videos that don't teach you anything. And I think that's a serious concern. And when you're putting together a speech, are you
0: thinking about, you know, how am I going to please the audience? Uh, how, how am I going to write something that I'm passionate about? What's, what, what, what's sort of your first uh, instinct on, on writing a great
3: speech? When I wanted to write my speech, I wanted to think of something that was important to me. Like, it doesn't really matter if you say a bunch of technical facts. If you don't care about something, you're not going to talk or act like you do and please the audience with it. It's not about pleasing the audience, it's about sending a message. That's why I didn't mind about art, because I spent a lot of time on it and I care deeply for it. If I were to do something on a subject that I didn't really care about, I wouldn't have been as engaging. I wouldn't have a lot to talk about. And it would have been a bad speech.
0: Halla, do you agree that, that a good speech needs to uh, come from a place of, of uh, you know, f- come from inside and a place of interest and something that you deeply care about?
4: Yes, I feel like that's one of the reasons why I was able to write my speech um, and connect with so many people. Because when I personally write a speech, I'm always like, how can I connect with the people I'm saying this speech to on like a personal level? And in order to do that, you need to kind of be passionate and know what you're talking about. You can't just talk about something that doesn't resonate with you or you don't really know a lot about.
0: Mm. So your winning speech was called Mental Health Awareness. Uh, Tell me why uh, that subject matter for you.
4: Um, I struggle with mental health and I have many friends that do as well. And I think um, I've seen a lot of people stay silent about it and it's not something we as a society really talk openly about. So it is, it does go um, unpaid attention for sometimes. And I think it's something that we need to talk more about and make more normal and recognize so I thought that maybe you know, showing people that they're not alone kind of would help them you know, feel more comfortable speaking up about it.
0: Was it tough to open up, open up about your own struggles and be so vulnerable in a, in a speech like that?
4: Yes, um, at first I hadn't put anything personal in it, but then uh, my English teacher, Ms. Lobo, Um, told me, you know, again, to connect with your audience, you really need to put that personal element in it. So it was really tough kind of incorporating it into the speech without opening up too much, but, you know, opening up enough in order to, you know, really show. So it was something really scary for me to talk about, but I think it was a very good experience for me to be able to, you know, be able to say that in front of that many people.
0: And can you talk to me about some of the incredible benefits of of public speaking and of the public speaking contest in particular?
2: Well, yes. So as I mentioned before, it is, it, we did it online this year and unfortunately we lost our partners because we have some wonderful partners that support the students in public speaking. Normally the students from secondary four and five have an opportunity to uh, compete at a much higher level in the Rotary Club of Montreal. Uh, and, but that hasn't been happening for the past few years, but that opens up avenues for them. Definitely the skills that they build through even the EMSB competition or the going on to the Rotary Club. The other opportunity that they usually get and which didn't happen, which will come back next year is the Canadian Women's Club of of, uh, Montreal, the Westmount chapter. They invite the students to come perform their speech, their winning speech at their last meeting of the year. And then there's a prize to uh, go to encounters with Canada in Ottawa, so they get a trip to Ottawa out of it, which is another way of building um, connections and, and you know, building skills. And those skills, they can actually be transferred on to anything they do later on in life, or, or even in their education and in life in their actual um, professional lives. Because public speaking, like it or not, be scared of it or not, it is very, very important to be able to do it. And maybe not at the level of planning a speech and delivering it, but you know, tailoring your message to meet your, the, the audience and purpose that you need to, or to have the effect that you need to have, very, very important skills.
0: Matthew, how does it feel standing in front of a classroom, or how, how large were your audiences? It started with your classroom,
3: right? Uh, yes, it was 30, or uh, my class was around 20 to 30 kids, and then it was my whole school. I try tried to always keep a calm head. Showing insecurity or worrying about what the people think in general will really get in the way of what you're trying to say. You're going to get nervous and nothing good comes out of insecurity or showing that. Showing confidence will exude positive results. You seem like you know what you're doing. That's why I tend not to think about the number of people but what I'm trying to say.
0: Stefano, how do you focus? Um, you know, you're obviously uh, you're you obviously are, are very confident enough to obviously have won this thing to be one of the winners. How, how do you stay focused and not worry about the audience?
1: Well, I mean, for me, uh, when it came to my classroom, I would find one of my friends and I guess I would just kind of zone out while talking and I would just continue with my story while just looking at them because I it's like I'm just presenting to one person. It's like Technically, like I'm having a conversation, but I'm recalling a story. And in front of the, um, uh, for me, it was in front of secondary one and secondary two. So cycle one, Um, you were in front of a computer and it was a Zoom meeting broadcasted to every secondary one and secondary two class. So I found, um, uh, I wouldn't say my favorite teacher, but my favorite teacher. And I just focused on them and I did that same zoning out. And um, yeah, it was like that. But when it came to the presenting in front of the MSB, I kind of just did it like normal because I I didn't know anybody. So I was like, you know, nobody's going to say anything because, well, really, I don't know anybody there. So I just presented like, like I was normal, like I was just trying to make a good first impression.
0: Hala, can you talk to me a little bit about the process of writing a public speech? Are there certain uh, you know, tricks and, and tips that you would have for, for somebody who wants to structure and put together a great, a winning public speech like yours?
4: Um, I think you need to kind of summarize your topic and then give out your message. Because some people don't know what you're talking about yet. So I kind of pretended that I'm talking to an audience that had somewhat of a background, but not really, not quite. So I did kind of introduce the idea. And then I went into the problems and issues that we're having and then a call to action. So I feel like these are the three main things you should have. um, A summary and your issues, your arguments, and then a call to action at the end to really get people going.
0: And you've been doing this for a while. You've heard a lot of public speeches, seen a lot of students. Um, Are there any moments where actually students discover uh, new skills and and new opportunities for themselves and about themselves through this public speaking contest?
2: Hmm. Well, yes, we have a very, uh, a really, really good example. Um, I have a whole event that came out of public speaking, and this is going back a few years. A student, we were at the school i'm in today i believe oh no we we're at laurel hill academy and a student comes up to me and says can i take the mic because we have a podium normally on the stage can i walk with the mic i said sure here's the mic and then he goes on to deliver a spoken word piece which we didn't really know too much about at the time and There was a problem with his speech a little bit. I don't, you know, there were some issues that we, I contacted the teacher afterwards and then we realized like, hey, this is something really, really important. And out of that came spoken word, which we now do spoken word in our schools. And there we have a, a spoken word competition at the, at the board level and at the provincial level now. So it's really taken off, and also that student in particular brought spoken word to uh, to his sijep and onto his university. So that came out of uh, public speaking. So what's Another, the
0: difference between spoken word and public speaking?
2: So uh, public speaking, we focus on the narrative and the persuasive speeches, and spoken word is poetry, but it's and with a message that the urgency of which must be delivered. Immediately, okay. to and but then you know it uses poetic devices. It's shorter. Uh, there there are different like little techniques that are being used, mostly poetic techniques. Um, but it is very very compelling. It's it's an art form really. It's always public speaking, but they they have like little differences. And that's something that we try to teach students quite often is with different um, genres, if you will, that there, there's just you know tweaking of techniques and there are different conventions of, of these different text types, and which is an important thing to learn about too. Um, but it's also different types of, of students like prefer these t- different types of events. Um, another thing, like all different things that come out of public speaking, but one of the more important things that comes out for the cycle too is a certain political awareness. Whatever topic happens to be going on at the time, the audiences, what we do is we usually, when we're in the schools, we ask teachers to bring their students in to watch the performances. And then those kids hear those speeches. And some years it's about different struggles in, the, in within the world or any, any um, injustice that's happening out there, different topics that bubble up. And it's nice to hear the students engage in that. And sometimes the audience engages Sometimes in inappropriate ways, but it's all a learning experience for everybody. <laughs> and yeah. I think that is a huge, huge, huge benefit of public speaking and why we need to go back to doing it in person. But even online, you know, uh, the, I, ha- I asked schools this year to, uh, you know, to project the public speaking in their classrooms. And a few of them did that. And the students could have a conversation about the different topics that they're hearing. And so you public speakers and you students that are here with us today, you've brought your messages about art, about the importance of domestic violence and about mental health awareness to to a much broader audience. And imagine how important that is.
0: Stefano, is this something um, that a passion that you'd like to continue uh, in in the future with?
1: Uh, Well, I'm hoping that um, next year, you know, I have a chance to uh, come back and hopefully win again. Uh, writing, I love writing. Writing is one of my passions, as you would say. Um, but in English, in French, I'm, I'm not the best. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to writing, um, I, if I were to like, show my friend a piece that I wrote, they'd be very impressed. Uh, because I guess I write a lot uh, fonder and better with uh, a more meaningful message than you know people of my age. And uh, I just find that writing is uh, is a way to express uh, emotion in a form of different characters. You can put yourself, what you're feeling with another character's name so it doesn't involve you. and it's just a way to let a lot of things out and see how things could play in life.
0: i am I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow you to use this podcast quickly to bring some awareness of domestic violence if there's a message that that you that you have.
1: Oh, um well. No, I don't really have anything, just that uh, it's cruel. It's very cruel what uh, domestic violence has come to, and hopefully everything, all of that can stop eventually. I know it's going to take a lot of time, but uh, hopefully all of that can stop because it's not right. Any any violence is not right. So that's that's something I have to say.
0: Matthew, is this something uh, that you'd like to, public speaking, something that you'd like to pursue in, in the future in any you know, shape, way, mm-hmm. or form?
3: Uh, yes, public speaking, I find it very entertaining, you may say. I find it very fun to engage with audiences. You know, humans are naturally a social animal. We like to engage with others. I always wanted to try to do marketing or spread ideas You know, that I think are right or spread positivity. It's always so satisfying to know that you did something in or left impact or message that helped many others in uh, your path.
0: Hala, and lastly, I want to ask you, um, you know, your, your, your topic was on mental health. And for anybody listening right now who's struggling with uh, mental health, as, as so many of, of us are, um, you know, what advice can you give, especially for students who are, who are, who are going through mental health issues at the moment?
4: Um, I would like to say that mental health is very real and it's very raw and if, if you are struggling, it is okay. And I think that the best way to kind of deal with it is to look at it as a a great learning experience instead of a difficulty in your path, because you are going to have a lot of lows and downs throughout it, but it will make you grow into a better person and make you stronger. So to kind of just look at it as something that makes you stronger, and it's definitely not a weakness. It's definitely so brave and strong to be able to do things that everybody does but with something that affects you so closely and personally so if you are struggling you are not alone and it is okay and it's not it's not something to be ashamed of
0: and your final thoughts is as as we listen to to Hala Stefano and, and Matthew speak about their topics just you three are are absolutely incredible ranging from sec one to sec five I'm blown away
2: they are. They're incredible, and I have to say, like every year, I'm I'm blown away by how uh, talented our students are, and how lucky we are to be able to en- engage in this type of, of um, activity with our students, and uh, have it just be so beneficial to them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and uh, yeah, and and really, I'm I'm very privileged to be able to have this as part of my dossier. <laughs> Oh, and the other thing, like I have to say, it's thanks to the teachers who work with the students so diligently to improve their, to bring public speaking and to improve their speeches and and coach the students and help them with whatever they need it, you know, this is something that, uh, it's a wonderful partnership that we have.
0: Very lucky. Amazing. Matthew Luong, SEC2, Laurie McDonald, Stefano, Venditoli from SEC1, Vincent Massey, Hala Tahar, SEC5, Lauren Hill, and uh, Anne Beamish, consultant for uh, Secondary English Language Arts. Thank you so much all for joining us on the podcast.
2: Thank you for having us. Yeah,
0: thank
1: you. Thank you again.
0: You've been listening to the English Montreal School Board Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to this and the Inspirations Podcast, Quebec's only podcast dedicated to the special needs community, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening.